the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When God says he's going to do something, you'd best prepare for it to happen. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues in what it meant for mankind in this message, God's Universal Judgment. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. It says, you shall not cheat your neighbor nor rob him. The wages of him who is hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. Don't keep asking the man, well, you come back next week, come tomorrow, come tomorrow. Oh, you, you owe somebody. You, you ran up that singular bill, that AT&T bill, talking about I'm, I'm going to pay. And you know you talked that phone up, and you're not paying. Uh-oh, I'm meddling now. You know you charged all that up at Macy's. All that Sears, waiting till the last minute. You're paying on that grace till the last day of grace, and then grace is gone, and you still haven't paid. <laughs> Are y'all still out there? Amen. If, if they provided them clothes on the racks for you, you ought to have the sense enough to know what you can buy and what you can't buy. And if you buy, you ought to pay. And if you can't pay, then get out the mall. Won't y'all say amen? You know you when you walked, that saw that car shining and looking all pretty, saying, buy me. And now you can't have make the payment. Houses that you can't afford. Some of y'all got cable and late that you don't have and can't even tithe. Dishes and can't tithe. I, I don't have. Get the dish out and you can have something for God. And nothing wrong with the dish, but the dish ought not replace God's money. And you ought not get everything that comes with the dish. That's a whole nother issue. Why don't y'all say amen? If they rendered you a service, come and put it in. I tell you what, they'll come and take, they'll put a repo on your car. You owe that car. You owe them with no car. Then you're going to owe the courts. Then you're going to owe your time in jail. Pay what you owe. I got to beg and run you down to get you to do what's right. I thought you say you were a Christian. If you're not going to be a Christian, stop calling yourself what you're not living. Oppressing the widows and orphans. Exodus 22, chapter 22, verses 22 through 24. You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If you afflict them in any way and they cry at all to me, I will surely hear their cry and my wrath will become hot and I will kill them. I will kill you. You mess with my babies that don't have a mama or a daddy. You can't give to some child in the third world as you eat and throw away food that they need. I kill you. I kill you. I'll kill you, he said, he said, and you know what? He tells you how he's going to kill you. I'm going to kill you with a sword. I'm going to stick you through. 
Your wives, I'm going to make a widow out your wife since you don't care for others. Your wives shall be widows. And you said, since you don't have a heart for the fatherless, I'm going to make your children fatherless. You play with me? You want to get tough with me? I'll show you what tough is. I'll show you what tough is. You can't help folk who can't help themselves. You got a problem giving, giving to those who can't do? I put you down and, and show you what it feels like. Just because you have it today don't mean you're going to have it even tonight. Injustice to strangers. Deuteronomy 24, 17. You shall not pervert justice. Do the stranger or the fatherless, nor take a widow's garment as a pledge. Now, some of y'all said, whoo, the list is over with. He didn't call my sin. Please, please, come on now. Please don't go there. Don't breathe. Don't you dare breathe a sigh of relief because your sins were not mentioned in this passage. This passage is by no means all encompassing. What about the scripture reference such as 1 Corinthians 6, 8 through 10? Don't, don't, you don't turn there. Just listen. Just jot it down. 1 Corinthians, maybe your sins is in this list. 1 Corinthians 6, 8 through 10. Know you, yourse- know you yourselves do wrong and cheat and you do those things to your brothers and sisters? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not, do not be deceived? Neither fornicators or idolaters or adulterers or homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. He said, that's still not my list. Turn to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Galatians 5, chapter 19 through verse 21. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident. You can't miss them in folk, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Folk got all this hate in your heart. Hate, hate. See, hate. Hate is just as bad as all these other things in this list. Hate. Contentious. Some of y'all just contentious. Just keep bringing up the same old stuff to squabble about. Jealousy can kill folk. Outbursts of wrath. Lay folk out with your mouth. Selfish ambition. Promote yourself instead of God. Dissension. Wherever you come, that's going to be some hell around. Heresies, crazy false doctrine, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelry, revelries. And if I still didn't call your, your sin and the like, underline that one. That's everything that didn't get called today. And the like. And the like. Oh, of which I tell you beforehand, just as also I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Since God knows each of our sins by name, we would be wise to confess them name by name. Don't get on your knees saying, Lord, forgive me all my sins. You didn't commit them all at one time. You name them and tell them, square up with God exactly what you did. Look at verses 6 and 7. Y'all hanging with me? I hope I haven't choked you out of here through the spirit. Verses 6 and 7 is patient. The next P. Patient in the midst of Israel's backslidden condition. Patience. Verses 6 and 7. For I am the Lord. I do not change. I'm so glad God ain't fickle. Therefore you are not consumed. Huh? That's grace, y'all. Oh, sons of Jacob. 
Yet from the days of your father, you have gone astray from my ordinances and have not kept them. What does it say there? Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Let me summarize this for you. Number one. Some of you are not as ready as you think you are for the Lord's coming. I'm ready. Oh, I can't wait till Jesus come. <laughs> and Jesus said, yeah, you're ready for me to come and whoop you. Examine yourself and make sure you are ready. Say, Jesus is getting us ready for that great day. But really, are you ready for that great day? It's great. But are you ready for the great day to come? How can you be ready for the Lord's coming when you go out in the night and unashamedly, unashamedly perform deeds of darkness? If you are really a Christian, then why do you still have on your night clothes? And some of you got mixed match clothes on. You got your day and night clothes. You want to be children of the day and holy in the day. And at night, here you come pressing out, pressing out there in some back gentleman club. Got some of you mixed match in here. Amos 5.18 is a powerful scripture. Just jot it down. Amos 5.18 says, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. In other words, I can't wait till Jesus comes. For what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness for you and not light as you think it will be. So some of you are not as ready as you think you are. You better get ready and keep ready. Number two, a continuing purging of our sins keep us in a state of readiness for worship as well as our departure to be with the Lord. A continual what? Purging of our sins. Keep us in a state of readiness for worship as well as our departure to be with the Lord with our sins. Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, in other words, God is saying, don't raise your hand up. Don't stand up and say, Jesus, don't you do nothing in my house if your hands are dirty and you're living like the devil on Monday or Saturday evening. Matthew 24, 44, Matthew chapter 24, verse 44 says, therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So keeping holy and purging, allowing the Lord to purge and sift our lives keeps us ready for worship and ready for our departure. Amen. That's real critical. Number three in, su- in summarization, guard against spiritual erosion because of the coming day of judgment. Guard against spiritual erosion lest you fall into temptation. Some of you have experienced so much spiritual erosion in your life to the point that you are so spiritually weak, you can't even resist temptation. Now, that's weak. When you get so weak that every dangling temptation that Satan puts in front of you, you bite into it because of your spiritual erosion and your spiritual weakness. 
Matthew 26, 44 says, watch. In other words, be alert and pray, lest you enter into temptation, says Matthew 26, 41. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And if you are a weakling, you're going to succumb to these damnable, diabolical temptations from the enemy. So guard against spiritual erosion. Number four, guard against subtly being deceived into eternal damnation. Guard against subtly being deceived because of the coming judgment. Guard against subtly being deceived into eternal damnation, beloved. Luke chapter 21, verses 8 and 9, it says, And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived. Say deceived. Oh, so many saints are deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near, therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotion, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Wow. So don't be listening to all these false reports by these false prophets and everybody that's got a book and everybody that's on television. Screen what you hear and see. Second Timothy three, chapter three, verses 13 and 14 says, but evil men. I love, look at the scripture. Second Timothy three, 13 and 14. Jot it down. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. In other words, deceiving and being deceived. They deceive. They deceive others as they themselves are being deceived. Now that's deep. They're deceiving others while they are under deceit themselves. Second Peter, turn, turn here. This is a powerful. Turn to Second Peter chapter three, verses three through seven. Second Peter chapter three, verses three through seven, and look what it says. Second Peter chapter three. We're almost done. Second Peter chapter three, verses three through seven, toward the end of the Bible. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Ah. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. That was judgment that came in the flood. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, The word that spoke the flood, that same word, look what it says, and reserved for what? Fire until the day of judgment. This world is reserved for what? Fire. Fire for the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. There's a coming day of fire that no fireman can put out. No water splashes can put out. And he said, just like judgment came in the flood, judgment's going to come again, and I'm going to burn it all up. Number five, listen, even though we've seen signs of judgment, even though we've seen signs of judgment through 9-11, we've seen signs, symptoms of judgment through Katrina, and many Christians fail to wake up and even make the connection. You let CNN and these crazy talk folk talk you out of what's really going on kingdom-wise. 
Romans 13, chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. It says, and do this knowing the time that it is now high time to wake out of your sleep, says Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. So, so for now our salvation is nearer than, you first, than we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. We, we fall off into the night as a nation and the day of the Lord is at hand and he's coming soon. Number six, it is only because of the long suffering of God that judgment has not already come to America. Did you hear what I just said? You say, well, why are we still here? You got the gay pride parades and you got stealing and thievery. You got acts of wickedness and witchcraft and psychics. You make gods out of sports and money and pleasure. Why? We took God out of the schools and, and, and we won't, and God we trust off of the money and we don't, we don't want Ten Commandments anywhere. Why has God not destroyed America by now? Why? 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 There's a scripture that answers that question. And it's 2 Peter 3 9. 2 Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know why he hadn't come? It's because of his grace and his mercy, and he's holding out one more day for you to get right with God. He's holding out one more day for you to come from among them and be separate. He's coming one more day for you sinner who is lost to come to Jesus just as you are. One more day to set your house in order. He loves you so much that he's given you one more day. And what are you doing with the day he has gifted you with? Number seven, in light of the imminent coming judgment, God is calling his people to repent and return to him. Repeat after me. I must repent and return to God. Jesus Christ, my one and only Savior. Look at Malachi 3, 7. It's the thesis verse to me of this whole passage. Look at uh, this whole thing. Malachi 3, 7. It says, yet from the days of your father, you have gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Look what it says. I love this verse. Highlight it. Put an asterisk by it. Do whatever you need to do. Block it in. Square it in. Whatever you need to do. It says, return to me. Say that. Say it again. And I will what? Return to you. You return to God, he will return to you. Some of y'all want God to come and return to you, but you haven't yet returned to God. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Say repent. Many of you don't know. You you strain to say it because it's a foreign word. You're not going to hear that on Oprah. You're not going to hear that on Judge Judy or Judge Brown. You're not going to hear that on American Idol or BET. Say the word again. I tell you no, but unless you repent, says 
Luke 13, 3, you will all likewise perish. First Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18 is another profound verse. Jot it down. First Peter chapter what? 4, verses 17 through 18, it says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. The time has what? Come for judgment to begin where? Y'all look at, look, y'all sometimes folk make, Christians make me sick sometimes. They look in the wrong places to see what God's up to. And who the next president? No, no, that ain't it. Judgment ain't going to start at that White House. It ain't going to start in Hollywood. It's not going to start with that gay pride parade that they want the man and all that. Judgment ain't going to start because of mayor this, a mayor in the Selma, mayor in Converse, or any other mayor, governor, lieutenant governor. It ain't going to start because of them. You know what judgment is going to begin? It's going to begin here at Maranatha. It's going to begin with you and me. And every other church, be it Baptist, Bible, Pentecostal, they call themselves Holy Ghost Headquarters. They got so much Holy Ghost in it, they better start praying. Church of Christ, Church of God in Christ, Lutheran, Episcopal, all I I can call. It says here, for the time has come judgment, for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with, look, if it begins with us, who's us? Who is us? Church. Yeah, if it begins with the church first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? If we go get a whooping, what about those who blaspheme his name? Verse 18, now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and repent from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will hear their land. He says, my people, God's people, you Maranathians and everybody else by radio and everybody else out there. God is waiting on whose people? His people to repent. Therefore, repent, you who are beautifully dressed outwardly, but possess no inner beauty inwardly due to greed and hate and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness all in your heart. Repent you who are in love with your religious traditions without a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. You like your way of doing things, your order of things, and don't have Christ. Repent you who use God's money to play the lottery, gamble on boats in Vegas, and and not tie to the Lord's church. Repent you who take the Lord's name in vain and laugh at the mockery of God in movies. Cross dressers and the lights. Repent you who lay with men as women and women as men. Repent you who snort drugs in your nose and shoot it in your God given veins. Repent you who drink more alcohol while you are deficient in the word of life. Repent you who lie and steal and cheat on your taxes before an all seeing God. Repent you who divorce your spouse without biblical grounds to even divorce on. Repent 
you who flirt and lay with a person who is not even your husband nor your wife. Repent, you who have sex out of wedlock and you are ashamed to be called a virgin for God. Repent, you who use God's name and God's eyes to gaze at pornography long in your subtle secretness. Repent, you who abandon your family and leave the wives and children to fend for themselves. Repent, you who spend more time on the internet than you do in your Bible and prayer. Repent, you who abuse your spouse with words and deeds of wickedness. Repent, you who come into the house of worship with your critical spirit instead of an attitude of worship. Repent, you who hear this message and would rather get mad at me than confront the issue of your sin. I say, repent. Jesus shed his blood on Calvary, died on the cross, rose from the grave, And mercy and grace is available to you. And God says, before I can return to you, you must return to me. You backslider. You who used to go to Sunday school. You who used to sing in the choir. You who have come to church. You who miss Holy Communion and don't even care about it. You who don't, you give more to yourself than you do your God doing offering time. You who can't sponsor a child, a pastor who's struggling to make ends meet in another land. You, you, you repent and return to the Lord. You who spend more money on yourself than you do the kingdom work to advance and propagate the good news of Jesus Christ. I am a voice in the wilderness telling you today, Maranatha and everybody, repent. Repent, repent, and return to God. And when you return to him, he will return to you. And so I conclude this message today with this word to you. Repent or As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.